Hello, welcome to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. We are a secret organization that works in the shadows to fight corruption around the world for the great of all mankind. But we've joined the podcast world to give our associates or shadows a way to let their silly out. The job gets a bit dreary when all you're doing is dealing with corrupt world leaders and trying to maintain a cheery outlook to help the oppressed people of the world. I imagine that's what Trevor Noah of The Daily Show feels like on a daily basis. But we've hired three boys, Alex, Khan and Nikonsi, to host their podcast here at The Secret Chamber. They gather the best gaming media, music and review modern and classic kung fu films. Keeping in theme with the whole ninja hidden shadow theme. I, of course, am Basil, retired general of the Assassination Corps, now charioting in our media review podcasts. So about the beginning of this episode, the boys went a bit experimental on this one. Uh, Look, I'm always a huge supporter of the arts, but I just didn't get this one. I think you'll see what I'm talking about when I start the episode. I can only describe it as a post-industrial progressive trans beatbox, which I pray they aren't going to propose as a new theme song for the intro. However, we are really excited to be bringing you this Netflix original called Revenger. I must say, the killing techniques in these had even me quivering in me ninja onesies. We definitely had to do some cleaning up after the recording because the boys were simply gushing while reviewing this movie. That's gross. So without further delay, enjoy our latest episode, The Revenger Review. Mustard always tastes good. 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 Mustard, 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 you were just sitting there the whole time and we gave you like like 40 seconds of any time you could have dropped in come on man we need to lay in this shit it's called progressive trans bro (laughs) he's dead now he's look at this guy (sighs) what are we gonna start with today guys should we should we start with Whatever that movie was called, Revenger. <laughs> yeah, Revenger. We start with we Revenger. We should start with that one because we it's so fresh. Um. Well, what's up, fam? I'm your wee boy posing as a functioning member as society, Alex. I am some sort of gaming guru mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or 
guru of gaming or yeah. am I just a gamer? Uh, you might be all three of them. But you're also... I'm con. Oh, damn. <laughs> and then to my left and your right, <laughs> we got a boy. Voldemort. The... <laughs> What? He has yeah. a nose? Yeah, you That's have... like one-eighth of oh, his face. Oh, is... sorry. Let's try that again. Okay, okay. We'll do it again. To my left, Khan's right, we have our super buff, super strong shy boy. Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom. No, Nakansi. Oh, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's his name. That's Nakansi over there, guys. And today, we are coming at you with a dope Netflix movie. Really? Uh, Doom to Doc. Really crazy movie. Um, like super crazy. You, you, your for face, all you your dyslexic, for, for all like, the dyslexic listeners, uh, Khan is here to mix uh, up the, the uh, syllables. But I can't read. That's right. Uh, we watched a Netflix movie today called yeah, Super Crazy Movie. It was super crazy. Super crazy. I feel like the voices in my head are now outside of my head. Wow. So yeah. See, nice. there it is. That's it. Yeah. So nice. Except my voice isn't usually whispering. It's usually like a 44-year-old Russian lady just telling me to clean my room. So that's kind of... Alex, you need to clean your room. That's it. Sick of blood. Yeah, that sounds just like Olga. That's really good. Uh, we that, watched... Yeah, I, I, th- that's a meme curse in Dota. It's some something along the lines of edit here. What? No, no, it's like like it's like when you you know randomly say motherfucker, <laughs> bitch, fuck. Super crazy cool movie. We watched super crazy cool movie called Revenger, and this shit is on Netflix, and it was by the makers of Raid, uh, an amazing uh, movie. It's an Indo- Indonesian film. Yeah, and we've become really uh, big fans of everything their whole production team has their hand on. What are their names? What is what is this production team? We can edit it. <laughs> <laughs> you just put them on blast. And the- <laughs> we'll edit here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna stare at you. Okay. What is? Are they the producers or? Good. Good question. <laughs> It's <laughs> the longest could, edit in I the could, world. I, I don't even remember the face. question that you said. I was wondering what Alex was gonna do when I rubbed my face on the microphone. And then he just was like a junior. One. Oh shit balls! That's fucking that. <laughs> shit balls. Okay. Oh shit balls. Oh fuck buckets. Leo Sang Woon. That's the name of the gentleman who did that. <coughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're getting closer. Mm-hmm. Hidden shadows. Oh, the secret chamber. I don't know, Alex. Whores. How'd you know it was them, then? Because it said it on the movie poster. Oh, it said, by, by the people who brought you raid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm. So today we watched this dope movie on Netflix. Today and that was it. We, we, there's nothing else to tell. We can't find it. We can't tell you anymore. Okay, so we're really like there's probably about 74 minutes of us trying to find <laughs> who are the creators of Ru- of Raid, 
and made this amazing film. Uh, but it says on on the, the like the poster of this movie that from from the makers of Raid, they bring you Revenger. That's this dope movie. This is our Netflix episode. That's right. Uh, you guys can find this movie on Netflix called The Revenger. And uh, before we get into the movie review, I'd like to uh, maybe just uh, hit my, my foot on the brakes. Maybe put my right turn signal and pull over and uh, get out of the car and, and, and stop at Khan's Game Corner. Man, that's, I mean, like, for describing it to the rest of the listeners, you made it sound like I work some sort of pimped corner. And to be true and honest, yeah. I don't have a pimp daddy, but I work this corner. I get it. The game corner. I always picture it like a, like a cool, like, news stand. Yeah. But the way you get in is you have to pull out the right issue of Playboy. And you'll know because it's a 1953 edition. But there was there was like a couple editions and there's a there's a couple editions every year. It's the only 1953 edition, and then you pull it, and then the newspaper stand lifts up, and then believe it, there's a staircase that goes down into a tunnel, and then through the tunnel you get down, and then that's your corner. See, the thing is, is that Jaime. Yes. Jaime. Yes. Yes. Hello. What what's going on? What's going on? Alex left out a key detail. To getting to the game corner, oh. which is cons- like like we are the hidden shadows, this, and the game corner is one of the secret chambers. I was just wondering if it's in the if it's in the paperwork that it's okay to give the last clue or not. No, no, no. I think he did that deliberately. Uh, we did have a talk. He did talk, come to me earlier and wanted to know if he could give a little bit of details, and I told him just the right amount. And I think I was okay. listening. Okay. okay. Yeah. Thank no, don't make sure you don't give that last clue out, okay? Because I don't want anybody here. It's a lot of paperwork. We, I, we, I mean, like, yeah, like I'm covering. Like I, I don't even talk about how to get to the game corner. Right, right, right. And then Alex, he got, he got a little, he got a little. Alex, you got a little excited, didn't you? I mean, like it's it's like so cool, you know. There's like so much into it. So I just wanted to say the, a little bit. Yeah, the game corner, get getting to the game corner is part of the game. And what's the number one rule? You don't give the cheat code to the new new guy. You have to let him figure no, it out. No, no, that's a different. You're thinking there's 15 different references that I just made, and you didn't get it. And the number one reference is we don't talk about the game corner. The other reference is that we don't talk about the game corner. And then the other one of the other 13 or 14 references that I made is that. It's all about the game. I have to get back to my clipboard, guys. I have. Is there anything else? Can I get Can I get some tea with fourteen lumps of sugar? You got it. All right. So your game corner. What's going on in the game world right now? Uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven had a really really big premiere to showcase what uh, has been done on the game, but we won't be getting it until probably after summer or fall. Okay. That's um, dope. It looks freaking amazing. And for some reason, they're really pushing customization uh, of, of the characters. And I don't think that there's going to be any stats around on the characters. That's interesting. To alternate, like in Injustice 2, that was pretty big for casual play. Like, giving your character gear would change the way your character plays. 
Okay, interesting. Um, so, by customization, is that like you move know, like, combinations? No, or? I, I mean like like avatar customization actually turned into gear that your character would wear. Well, to I mean, also in, make him look different in Injustice, and so in so Mortal far Kombat. in Mortal Kombat 11, yeah. they've only shown that you can do a lot of customization. Hey, Scorpion, I heard you liked having a scorpion on your face mask. Boom! There you go. New customization. That's it. I mean, like that is was that a, what they're adding? That was a that was a bad example. They actually have really cool customizations, but I'm just worried that it's not gonna. It's just all cosmetic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, like stickers, like and <laughs> which will be cool. But if it's actually gear changing, like why are they pushing it so hard? Yeah. And then Injustice Two had gear changing like that, but it wasn't like it wasn't necessary for competitive play at all. It just was there for casual play and it didn't really do anything interesting you know maybe it was like for online players right was it online like was there a lot of like online play casual play yeah the yeah. Uh, casually uh P- the ps4 had to be connected uh, i believe your xbox one had to be connected for injustice 2 uh and they had these kind of like ai tower events uh-huh so you have basically little AI AI arcade events, right? Oh, sick. So like, hey, you go to uh, insert universe twenty x nine nine like, and you have to defeat Grog. Uh, go to thirty x x x, and Joker just wants to help you. So Whoa. fight these guys, and it's like, I mean, long story short, it wasn't really necessary for storytelling, and it's a really specific weird gameplay mechanic to add in yeah right okay so hopefully but, mortal kombat 11 does it pretty interesting uh in, in an interesting way sounds dope kingdom hearts 3 is coming out next month oh my god and lots of games are coming out on february 15th. oh god february 15th for some reason is like that's kind of sad is it like just because of all the dudes who like didn't get laid is that- i don't know it's like it's just it's it's really weird that a, there's a lot of games coming out. Uh, I think crack there was a new crackdown is potentially on this big list of games coming out on the on this really specifically weird day. We can edit here while I look it up because there's a I had a list open earlier. If um, you don't have a date, pick up a game now at your local neighborhood Best Buy. Oh, I have no voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, lots of games that are interesting coming. Uh, big games releasing on the 15th for some reason include the new Far Cry, which is Far Cry New Dawn, which is uh, some sort of post-apocalyptic Far Cry 5. Uh, I don't know if you saw Far Cry 5, but it takes place in like Alabama. Oh, no, I haven't. Mm-hmm. I haven't played any of that franchise, but it's dope. Like um, it's like I an mean, adventure type, like almost uh, kind of like Lost, or not Lost. What's that one Crisis? game? No, oh, that no, one was... game that it comes with every Xbox. <laughs> you know which game I'm talking about? No, I don't. Uh oh shit. Okay. Anyway, Far Cry New Dawn's coming out. Metro Exodus, Metro, the Metro series is a really, really cool series um long story short you follow artyom who is a just post-apocalyptic russian bat badass living in the metro trying to defeat a bunch of crazy 
demons and lots of crazy grim dark shit. Uh, Crackdown 3. It's going to come out on the 15th as well. And more importantly for our weeb circle is Jump Force. Yes. Jump Force is going to be this kind of uh the like you know how naruto is a fighting game but it's more 3d 3d and crazy or animations right it's like incredible right yeah jump force is going to be more along the lines of that but it's going to be even more freaking crazy because yami yugi is going to give you guys a good old-fashioned beatdown and show you what it's like to lose Cause you're a third-rate duelist with a fourth-rate deck. Damn. <laughs> and that's my really bad Joey impersonation. It was it was pretty bad. I mean, but like Joey's pretty bad. You understand? And yeah, then and, really and then was. that that particular line was a Kaiba line, anyways. So, please understand. Please, please understand. It's okay. You know, you're doing an impression of a bad voice actor like you know when you want to I mean is he really a bad voice actor or is that a director's fault for giving him the truth yeah Yeah. that's a hard one voice director The Division 2 will be coming in March Sekiro is another game from From Software coming in March which is really far ahead in time for this podcast but the point being like I'm excited. There's a lot of good games coming in 2019. There's so many things coming in 2019. Yeah, it's going to be a good year for for video gaming. I mean, like, we've been getting progressively good stuff. And that's the corner. There's a lot of crazy stuff coming. Please stay tuned. Bing. Bong. Bing. Bong. Conzi, what you got for us? Oh. And then he went back to looking at his... Oh, I got on. nothing. Hold on, he fell back asleep. He fell well, back asleep. Are you, let me, <laughs> oh. <clears throat> all right, so what you got for us, Nikanti? I just woke up from a slumber. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, um, on a serious note... On, on a very serious note... Uh, I just finished watching in two days uh, six episodes. Each episode is about 48 minutes to an hour. Uh, surviving R. Kelly. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Yeah. Um he's go so they're mid trial right now, right? Or they're just trying No, he's not even on trial. What? Okay, this so- was this was about ten years ago when he was on trial for a uh recorded video of him having sexual relations and urinating on an underage girl. At the time was age fourteen. How the fuck did he not get locked up for that? Like he didn't get locked up because uh, the fourteen-year-old go- girl wouldn't go to the stand. Oh shit! Yeah, she, she w- wouldn't go, so they couldn't prove that it was her. Damn. Um, okay. But the crazy thing is that girl, that girl's aunt was on the stand. Saying okay. that that is my niece, uh-huh. and that is him. He is guilty, right? But then that girl's uncle was also on the stand, and he said, "Nope, that's not my niece." Damn, and that's then, crazy. And then the girl's parents wouldn't show up, and they and they didn't have her go up. So most likely, people think that R. Kelly uh, paid paid them to be quiet. Wow, Jesus Christ! So this is now. This testimonies have started to come like to surface. Yes, because of the Me Too movement. Okay. Um, people are uh 
more they're they're coming out uh and being courageous uh they they're getting the courage because so many other people are coming out and telling their story yeah that they're able to come out and tell their story i mean really like <sighs> it's sad that that we used to be in a society where um and sometimes we still are where people will blame the victim the weird thing about the me me too movement is that <sighs> It's so in your face all the time that it almost becomes satire in a weird way. In fact, a lot of comedians are writing, you know, jokes and satire about that movement. Yeah, there are the crazy radicals. There are the ones who are kind of being, they're just using it the wrong way for like a, a, a shot at the spotlight, using it for 15 seconds of fame. Those girls seem to be the only ones who or the ones who are getting the most attention, but the the movement itself. The movement, yeah. right? The real message behind it is that, yo, there are these girls who were being abused not, that way, like in R. Kelly's case. Not mm. just girls, but yeah. Sure. Just like sexual abuse happens a lot and yeah. you're not always aware of it. And we also live in a very male-dominated society. And it's it, it it's sad to know that even in j- just in 2019 it's surfacing mm-hmm. it's sad to know but that's crazy so yeah most people are uh, um they're afraid to to report it yeah, i will bring which up, is unfortunate i will bring up on the like me too case in slight relation to it there are because uh, you were talking about how comedians like you know they uh they a lot of comedians do have respect for the movement 100 percent, but also uh, depending on certain things, finding the humor in things is is hard. Yeah. Uh, and in particular, D.L. Hewley, uh, while he completely supports uh, the LGBT community and their their decision to love other other uh, people outside of their gender, etc. Out of tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Out of tradition. At the same time, he's like. If you think you're above getting made fun of, everybody gets made fun of. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. humor in a lot of things. And if you can't even find the humor in yourself and in your situation, then then that's not really speaking much about him for bringing it up so much as you for being defensive about it in some way, which I still I still respect D.L. Hewley, and I still think he's a good com- great comedian. Well, okay, so let's... So there, these girls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's kind of been going on? Uh, they, well, they basically they get brainwashed, right? And he uh, ends up slowly controlling them to the point where they have to ask permission to come downstairs to eat, to use the bathroom. Wow, that's yeah. so sad, man. That's to, so to sad. To take a phone call. Yeah. He chooses everything for them, what they wear. Jesus. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. And and but that, that that's amazing. I think it's 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 uh it's crazy that they did these these documentaries. But and it's uh John Legend really supported this and is speaking out against R. Kelly. Wow. And a lot of celebrities are. Because yeah. there's so much you hear stories. Uh huh. 
and I mean, with so many stories, eventually it's some part of it has to be true. Yeah. Even the smallest part. And then you start hearing it from every single circle and about the industry that you don't know of. You, you hope that it's not true. But yeah. when there's so much evidence, like his ex-wife is on the documentary. Wow. And she's not even trying to get money. No. But she's trying to, to explain uh, what she saw. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, even, even his ex-manager is on the documentary. Wow. It's, too much, it's it. too much of a coincidence to have all of these people talking about it and then even if you go back in time uh at that time the people that was working a lot with r kelly just cut ties with him like jay-z yeah that's true cut ties with him completely do you think that this has any potential connection to the way that the media has worked a lot of things uh in particular it's because i was i was watching American Crime Story, which is by the producers of Amer- of American Horror Story, and even before watching this, like when we were growing up, uh, the whole OJ trial seemed like it was just like so many things went wrong, and the media was being pulled along the entire time for it, like. One thing that uh, a couple of the OJ books talk about, and actually they show a case in the series, the anthology series, American Crime Stories, first season, is there are so many instances of why would you let yourself be in a room without your attorney? For when you're the prime suspect for a murder trial okay. against your ex-wife. Also, it got brought up a lot during uh, in a lot of the books and also gets showcased in the, uh, in the show is a lot of the time they just immediately went to the media for something that was ne- like relatively negligible or just there was a lot of race baiting in there. So, so what, that was 1994, the year I was born. What I'm saying is that this, uh, the whole thing with uh, other people can, uh, cutting ties with R. Kelly's work could not have been that long after I was born and not long after the OJ trials. It's, uh, I believe these girls because they <laughs> they don't have anything to gain by coming out. Right. R. R. Kelly, has he doesn't have money. <laughs> He doesn't. Yeah. He hasn't been performing. Um, mm-hmm. Well, they've been cutting his performances now because of uh, the the mute R. Kelly movement. Okay. Um, but so his shows have been getting canceled. Uh, but he hasn't been putting out new albums. He and he just goes on tour to to make money. Yeah, that's crazy. He hasn't been writing anything. But uh, he makes money from his concerts and from streams. But now radios have stopped playing him. Yeah, it's gonna. It's not gonna be long before like all his stuff gets pulled. Yeah, um, his record deals are they're cut. They cut him. Yeah, completely. So 
it's it's uh it's something that's a long time coming and you know it's good that you know the truth is getting out there and we're we're going into a new age or like we're we're trying to bring about an age where humanity is our number one priority you know what i mean that money isn't the number one priority fame you know getting an acting job or whatever you know what i mean because that's kind of what gets put on the back burner and you're like yeah i'll give up my humanity so that i can get this it's almost like signing a contract with the devil and it's good that we're bringing attention to that and that maybe we can continue moving in that direction so that's cool man that's a great recommendation yeah. a lot of stuff to become aware of do you have a lighthearted one for us to end on, by the way? Because mine was, mine was like middle ground. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff, but you got to wait. And then yours was like, this is a long time coming. <laughs> okay, so uh, my uh, my recommendations, I'm going to change up the, the format a little bit. I'm going to, it's kind of like a uh, check-in on you guys and things to come. I did some homework from our last recommendations. Uh, I know we usually give you guys a lot of recommendations and it's hard to get through all of them, but I went ahead and tried some of the boys' recommendations that made that they've made in the last episodes. Oh. And oh. I've come, you know, trying to talk about them, tell you how how they how they tasted and Voltron, how Voltron. if they were good. Voltron. <laughs> I I actually watched um Jaeger. Jaeger, I'm in episode three and it's amazing. It's a really cool concept of like vampires and uh, so by Sirius, right? This the 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 different being mm -hmm. that the main character is. They're talking about werewolves, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, yeah, they're werewolves, but they are hinting at it so subtly um, that you're just kind of like you get introduced into this world where you think it's just these you know dope humans that can fight vampires like vampire hunters and there's only vampires in this world but like nah they're like nah there's other shit in this in this world and they're slowly building it up it's yeah it's it's great pacing great storytelling like very like you know secret agent there was this dope ass scene in 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 a bar where the guy had to like drop a password by ordering a drink I love that shit. So it's it's one you got to sit down and watch. I, I promise you guys you're going to enjoy it. Uh, I got some updates that you guys are probably already aware of. But like Voltron. No. <laughs> season two of One Punch Man is coming out for April, April of this year. So that's in a couple months here. Very exciting. This guy's working hard. Yeah, uh, He's already got Mob Psycho 100 second season out. Oh my god, that's exciting. And then right after that finishes One Punch Man second season out. He's busy. He's been doing really good at pacing himself. Um, I think this is a new trend that I've been seeing in big animes is that the mangas he's releasing them like once a month. And I think that as a manga writer if you kind of demand that kind of like uh, those kinds of deadlines, your audience will be loyal. I, as as a reader, as long as you're consistently putting it out every month, I'll wait that month. If it's that good enough content, which I could say for like, let's say Boku, or I'm sorry, My Hero Academia, 
Uh, that one he only puts on the, out like every three weeks to a month. And it's so good. By the way, only 14-page chapters. And I'm still... I'll wait for the next month. That's a short chapter. Short chapter. And he's only re- releasing it every month. So I'm just trying to put that out there for manga writers. Why not do that? Demand one month. Your shit will be much better quality. And look at that shit. Season One Punch Man was brilliant. And now he's bringing out season two. And we're all like, yes. Can't wait for that shit. Um, and then finally... Boku no Hero or My Hero Academia last chapter. Did you guys read that shit? I can't read. Okay, cool. okay, that's I'm sorry. That's insensitive of me. I know that you can't read. And I can't say insensitive. <laughs> what no, about I yourself? Haven't. Okay, so uh we are starting to get introduced uh into Deku's uh powers. You know, there's actually, they're starting to peel some onions back and getting into some fresh new layers. All for one. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, one for all. His power, his quirk, um, has been passed down through eight generations. It turns out that all eight of those generations actually had a different quirk. And Deku accidentally unlocked one of those powers which is like a black whip that materializes out of him and can grab shit around him, but he releases it by accident. He has like a big freak out like and and now we're starting to they're starting to unfold the mysteries of what is one for all. So it's very exciting. And I can't wait till fucking February <laughs> to see what the fuck is gonna happen. Dang, is that long? I, I don't know. Like okay. I said, three weeks to... Oh, that's not too bad. ...to four weeks. And sometimes he'll release two chapters. So you're talking about every other pay stub, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up that... Because you were talking about manga. Maybe I can... Uh, I can bring it up on the next episode. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, those were our recommendations for the week. Let's jump into the movie. Today, again, like I said, we watched the Netflix Revengers brought to you Re- by the Revenger. Lakers. Reve- there's only one <laughs> and he wanted there's revenge only one revenger one revenge okay revenger <laughs> and uh this is uh by, from the creators of raid a fantastic martial arts indonesian movie um this movie was dope it was action packed and hilarious that was <laughs> subtle jokes that was really like maybe it was because we watched it together but like i don't know i feel like they that was a lot of like that korean um humor it's something new it's something weird right yeah we picked something up about korean films is that in american films they'll use the music or the sounds around them to kind of let you know this is the punchline. You know what I mean? And me and me and Conti were almost theorizing like, I wonder if it's because Korean humor is so advanced or communication, right? <laughs> that they don't need that guidance to the punchline. They just give it to the their audience and the audience is just like, yep, that's the punchline. I don't need any help. I got it. I'm surprised they used any music at all. Yeah. They could have did the whole movie without music. It was like punchline, and they just kept rolling. It's like a bunch of like, you know when comedians do throwaway jokes, like in between jokes? 
it was like hot fire throwaway jokes just like left and right left and right left and right once you got used to the pasting like you really appreciate every single joke on this movie they didn't give us enough time to laugh in between the jokes it would just move to the next scene yep um, but it was super great. Again, uh, this movie is about an island where convicts uh, who are sentenced to to life or, you know, death penalty mm-hmm. or whatever. The, the, the death penalty is other prisoners are going to kill you. <laughs> Basically, they get like. banished to this island. Uh, and on this island, there was this criminal who got sent there. And basically, I guess he kind of took over started an organization where they yeah were the- shishio yeah, <laughs> was basically sh- yeah korean shishio and he had an organization in the real world before he was sentenced to life right so he just took that role on when he was a prisoner and what they would do is they would kind of like he he would have his men that he would kind of you know get into his organization and they would just basically torture whoever they decided wasn't part of it and so there's this like kind of like a clan or the people who weren't part of his organization. They found um, like like this kind of dope little underground layer where they can live and kind of stay away and, and, and keep safe from GCO. What was his name? His name was Kuhn. Yeah. And, uh, and then there was this, you know, cop who he had a run in with and typical story right yeah, that cop mob was boss, badass and uh needs to stop cops so mob boss kidnaps cops family then uh cop comes after mob boss and then mob boss uh kills both the child and the mother violently yep. while the uh cop is tied up and the cop can't do anything and the mob boss just laughs and then, then a villainous laugh and then uh eventually uh, cop wants to exact revenge on mob boss, but mob boss goes to prison. So cop has to figure out how to still get his revenge because uh, sadness. And then cop figures out how to kill a bunch of criminal organizations to uh, be convicted to go to the island for life. And uh, he gets to the island. Okay, now do it like an eight year old. Do it like an eight year old. And uh, he gets to the island. Uh huh. And, uh, All right, eight-year-old with then, a with a runny nose. Uh, and, then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then he doesn't know where he's going on the island because he's a prisoner. And then, and then this little girl is just trying to get away. Just okay, trying. surfer guy, surfer guy who just. And, and then she's like trying to get revenge because her father was about to like get you know the, you know, right, with his head right, cut yeah. off. Okay, now eight-year-old surfer kid. And then, and then, and then the mom <laughs> had to go save the kids. Wait, wait, wait. Alex, I got one. Okay. And then the man had to kiss his kids. 80 year old surfer guy. <laughs> and then what mom had to do is wait so she used the air. And that thing arrows. He died. The 80-year-old surfer guy died. Okay. To be fair, that was more than a minute plot breakdown. That was great. (laughs) The cop eventually gets thrown on this island because he commits enough crime, and he goes and tries to exact I just wanted to bring up that. um, Do you think that they called him the Revenger because they couldn't call him the Punisher? (laughs) 
Pretty much, <laughs> dude. Okay. It was like, he, he was like, my family, my my daughter and my You're totally wife right. Killed. You're so right. He's the Punisher's story. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. He's the Punisher. He's a fucking Punisher. No, he's the Revenger. Wow. <laughs> he's the Revenger. Except he fights way better than the Punisher. Jesus Christ. Can we talk about how insane this martial arts was? Yes. Fuck the plot. Because <laughs> that plot was. The, I mean, the plot was just. That just, was bare bones. Just so people could beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. yeah that's the what, plot was literally. That's what a martial you know arts what? film is. People <laughs> don't forget that. Yes, we're happy when we get a really good plot. Right. And that turns into a ma- an amazing movie, like a 10 out of 10. Um, but when we but, don't have it. But also, don't forget that when you go to a martial arts film. It's a surprise bonus if there's a plot. There's a good plot. Yeah. It's yeah. a good film, a fantastic martial arts film, if they have badass action. That's what you're there for. Yeah, pretty much. The this plot one... is like having nice bread in your sandwich. <laughs> you're like, man, that was some, that was some of the best sourdough. Yeah, it's just a bonus. But <laughs> you, oh what you're God. really trying to do is eat the meat. That was the perfect analogy. I mean, because I just thought about it and I'm like, you know, Myron has a lot of protein wraps and it's like this cabbage is cabbage my cabbages <laughs> alright so <laughs> this is what um, was great about the martial arts first of all don't get it wrong the The plot was great the way that they unraveled the plot was what made this plot so good even if it has been recycled in a lot of movies the way that they told it was really great. It was really, it was really well paced, like a kind of like a thriller. Like yeah, we kept it was having good. little, it was egg, good. little, little, little breadcrumbs, and we're like, ooh, yeah, my sandwich is this way. Ah. <laughs> so, again, the fight scenes. The main character, what was his name? Bruce Con. That's the actor. Okay, Bruce Con's character. Um, there was nothing wasted. In all the movements, in every punch, every kick. You ever, like, in some martial arts movies, the kung fu sometimes turns into just chaos, and you're like, I, I think I got what like, they were going this for. This is really, really insane just to look cool. It does look, <laughs> you're like, it does look cool, but I'm kind of lost. In this one, it, you don't get lost. Was it, uh, was it Taekwondo? No, he, well, he used a mixture of everything. A it was really lot. just Kung Fu. That's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. that was just Kung Fu. The only reason I brought it up is because it's a Korean film. But and it then is I Korea, saw, yeah. I saw some very specific, like, kick leg work that was immediately reminded me of, uh, uh, Kim Kapwan in King of Fighters. But things are basically all so, rooted from the Shaolin Temple. Right. It's amazing. From China. Um, so there, there was times when he had multiple attackers coming at him and you know how, when you're watching like the, the hero go through multiple attackers and like, and like, he just kind of like punches them and throws them and then punches them and throws them and then punches them and it's like the same kind of motion after a while. There's multiple attackers, but he still took them on one at a time in a weird looking way. He, he, they, they gave him finishes right one guy he like you know knocks him out with a punch to the jaw the next guy he like breaks his arm next guy he just fucking suplexes his head into a wooden crate that one looked so brutal oh my god because i didn't i didn't know if they're gonna have a crate or just the floor 
I was so I, <laughs> I was, was worried. Yeah, I was expecting them just to slam that guy's head on the floor, and of course it would just break his neck. Yeah, uh, but they didn't show it. He just went through the crate. They knew the crate was the right touch. It yeah. was the right touch. It was the icing on the cake. Uh, you guys want to talk about some like? Uh, oh, I do want to m- mention mini boss fights. Oh yeah, this was, was like a video game. Oh my like, god, like three Kung or four, movie. three or four mini boss fights. I lost count. Yeah, like that was. Oh man, this is. And you can tell, like, I I really like that they had different levels of fighting ability. You had the henchmen, right? The guys who just keep fucking respawning, right, in the video game. And then you got the mini boss, and you could tell that these fools like. It was going to take a little more skill, a little more strength to fight them. And those fights were so juicy. For the longest time, uh, martial arts films have uh, never been so violent and realistic. They almost have a a playfulness to them. Yeah. Um, Like that kind of thing where like... Yeah, that looks pretty cool, but that wouldn't work in real life. Kind of. Kind of. Is that but what you like, mean? No, what I mean is well, you go and watch an 80s kung fu film and they have a lot of slapstick humor. Oh, right, 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 right. Where, yes, they would, they would, those moves still would work. Right. But of course, they have a lot of things that wouldn't work. Got it. Um, Like, yeah. Uh, more exaggerated things. Sure. But now, in this, within the past few years, uh, they have gone to just, <laughs> just realistic fighting, which I love, and I think it's because audiences know way more about fighting nowadays mm. that that kind of thing can be appreciated. And when it's not just realistic fighting, it's very like very very character driven. Like he's trying to show off on purpose. It was kind of like, the only yeah. the only way to take uh, the martial arts films because everything has already been done for so long. Well, then what's the next step to make it uh, more brutal, more violent? Yeah. And the movies that we've been watching are hyper violent. Yeah, they are. They're almost as violent. They're as violent as horror films. Jesus Christ, the night comes for us. <laughs> There's um, so much blood. There was a, that's there was one scene that was a lot of blood in this room. Yes, and like. these so far the ones that we've been watching that are um uh the people who put all the these films together, production companies and whatever, uh they're they're all connected. So we have the raid, the raid two, we have headshot, we have the night comes for us, and then now we have this film, Revenger. Very good. It's very good, uh, like production company. Um, since we we're all itching for it, let's get into some badass moments. Oh, okay. My favorite moment when he takes the guy's leg and he puts the guy's leg up onto a straight uh table box, yes. and then he <sighs> does uh he lifts his leg and just. Axe kicks the guy's knee oh my and God. just breaks his knee. <laughs> Completely collapse it. One of my favorite badass moments, I think it was in that same scene, was um, he had just like like triple jabbed somebody and then just kneed the guy in the face and they zoomed in on the, on his, a little bit on the knee. Like it was just, it flowed so well and then just a little... <laughs> 
fantastic camera work. Right. Very basic raw bones camera work that just worked so well with the fr- with the with the movie. They did some interesting things where it showed his speed. Yeah, very subtly. Uh-huh. And everything he did was um exact and precise, which was which was amazing <sighs> to see. Uh my favorite my favorite fight is the first fight. Oh, on the beach. When he's in his in in a straight jacket. Yes. And he's just using his legs. Yeah, it and was his body. Yeah. Was, there was one part, I think it was the last guy in that in the beach scene where he they like you're saying, they just show how him using his whole body. He like headbutts the guy's fist away and then finishes him with this one of those gigantic pushback kicks. It's yeah. Like, they did a really good job of like kick fighting because sometimes yeah. kick fighting can just be a little too extra. They did a really good job of of just not wasting a single kick and really making you appreciate. You know, like kicks are important in fighting. Leg, leg work is leg work exists, and you can yeah. be precise and you can be deadly. And just like Nakansi always tells his students, you can break somebody's knee. Just with the horse stance. And they show that in this movie. They do. Oh, my God. Um, I got some good uh, badass moments. I got two. Uh, in, a, in, in Yeah, I'm going to stick to two. Okay. Stick to two. Stick to two. What, they're both mini boss fights. So, one, we got the arrow girl. Shishio or Kuhn's uh, girlfriend, uh, who is basically Lara Croft in this movie. Uh there's a part where the good arrow girl, we're going to call her Katniss. Uh, she's, uh, <laughs> she's trying to back up, uh, uh Bru- what is his name? Bruce, Bruce Khan, Bruce Khan's character as they're freaking like overwhelming with archers. Well, she faces down the uh, Katniss faces down the, the mini boss girl. And she does like a substitution jutsu where she hides like a dead body, like supposedly taking cover and it falls over and hook how arrow through the throat. Um, just like a really cool, like a tactical take on a fight scene, which is which you appreciate. Again, that's the kind of detail that they put into these action scenes. Um, and then the final badass moment for me is there was. The entire it was it was I think it was the second mini boss fight with the hunchback dude with the double swords and the giant buff like brace retainer boy. What did we call him? Yeah, he had braces, by the way. Uh I don't remember what we called him, but you kept making fun of it with <laughs> Yeah, braces guy. He's like, I'm gonna kick your guy your guys' asses. Um They have this incredible sword fight. And it was slowly paced out. It wasn't like us just let's swing our swords at each other as fast as we can. No, you could tell that they wanted us to feel the fight progress from the beginning to the end. Where they wanted us to see the methodical way he was like attack literally one sword versus three swords yeah (laughs) they were baiting each other they were reading each other and as the fight progressed you could see where bruce khan's character was finding the weak spots and then exposing them and then winning the fight 
he wins it by attrition too. He literally just makes a bunch of tiny cuts along the way. So precise and ah, uh, watch this movie, guys. I'm so happy that this movie is on Netflix. Oh yes, that makes it so much easier to access it. Um, in particular, one thing about the the sword scene that got me going was the same thing that happened with that scene I talked about for my first badass moment where they do a little zoom in. Oh yeah. He did that like flourish to block two attacks. And then oh, yeah. did a little zoom in. I was like, she ting ting like and I, I was just immediately set like Ooh Not a single wasted motion. Sword play. This movie had nine fight scenes. Wow. Which is a lot. And 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 they were long. They were long, but not in Wasted. a bad way. Yeah. They were like, all amazing. You wanted the next one. You were like, ooh, oh, I can't wait to. Yeah, it was funny because whenever we needed to get a drink or use the bathroom, it was some movies we kind of just listened in the background as we're getting our drink and paying attention. But this one, everyone was like, oh, can you pause it? Yeah. Here, <laughs> I just pause it. <laughs> we wanted to pause it. We couldn't miss a second of it. It was that good. Um. With that being said, I want to get into my um, our, our our number scores. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a 8 out of 10. I am going to give this movie also an 8 out of 10. That bread needed to be a little bit better. It's a 7 out of 10. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> um, this is some quality meat in that sandwich, that though. That was really good meat. But I, I would, I wouldn't have mind some toasted bread. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just toasted bread. That's that sorry, the finishing I'm touch. Um, An eight out of ten, um, because it, the, the action choreography was absolutely amazing, and they had some f- very funny moments that made you. Uh, get attached to the characters. Yeah. The only reason it it wasn't higher than an 8 out of 10 was because um, the story wasn't original. Yeah. There was nothing original brought to it. It's the same old. The only thing that was original, which is the most important for me, is the action choreography, which is why it gets such a high rating. Yeah. And and for me, when I give an 8, I'm usually like... I will watch this again very soon. And I will recommend it to everyone. Yes. Nine and tens, I save for like the absolute best films. Yeah. Um, that I could never live without and that I need buried which with honestly, me in my casket. Which honestly, there's there's quite a few that we have to put in your casket. I mean, we there at are. this point, we might just make your casket out of the case. Uh, <laughs> 80s Jackie Chan movies and early 90s. All right. I mean, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of movies. We're going to lie. Guaranteed three of them. His suit, I automatically just give Jackie Chan nines. His his suit is going to be made out of those movies. We'll just get a lot of Jet Li, Jackie Chan, and Bruce, the like four Bruce Lee movies. It'll be great. And then that'll be the casket, right? Perfect. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, this is pretty much, we'll wrap this bad boy up. Let's, let's get some what the fuck moments in there. Do you guys have any of those? Uh, Kind of sort of related. I wanted to see Robin 2018 with Jamie Foxx and Taron Egerton. Uh, and the reason I b- brought that up is because <laughs> Alex is giving you the look. Yeah, like, yeah. He's like, why? Where is this coming? Yeah. Where are we the going? Bow, I loved the bow work. I love people suddenly realizing like no long bows, short bows. 
bows are impressive weapons. Even slingshots are impressive weapons. Oh, yeah. You need to understand the work that goes into shooting that. And so that's that's why I brought it up. The uh-huh. whole bow scene had me going, what the fuck? Because it's this it's this new kind of thing that's coming, right? Like yeah. there's in particular another Korean film that had me sitting there and just like I appreciate that they're showing that bows were treated with the same respect that guns were at one point. Yeah. Uh, and that other movie I was talking about is uh, War of Arrows. They had a whole shootout. Like, it, they literally went through a school building with bows. It was amazing. Um, I, my what the fuck moment, it isn't, it isn't uh, necessarily um, like funny or anything like that. Uh, the, the thing about it is that you there's a moment in there where like the the comedic relief character uh gets captured by some of the bad guys and like that is the moment where the movie kind of turns around and the slapstick humor which was very very enjoyable um kind of ends and and the narrator or or whatever the storytelling basically lets you know that Shit's going to be serious from this point on out. But they don't tell you nicely. They just they, rip your heart out. They don't. They I really was, don't. I got attached to that group of characters. I got really attached. And then the director was like, time to get serious. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. He that did. was a great goon squad. <laughs> that it was, was. They were so hilarious. There was so much. That added actually so much to the film. Yeah. That's the thing. You're going to be like... But, a lot of the moments in this movie, you're gonna be like, "What the heck is going on?" And that are the fun. Those are the funny moments. You're like, "What did they just do that?" Like it was a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> they just ran across the way uh, to to get the bad guys to chase them, and every single bad guy ran after them. This is the movie I was talking about before. Where this, one was, this one was really good. Nice, but work. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I think I I don't know. You got you guys got any other what the fuck moments that you guys want to touch on? It was really all the goon squad. It, yeah, it really I was, was like, well, <laughs> they're just hilarious. They're cracking me up. Yeah. Oh, a oh, I do, I do have yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the magic, the magic witch doctor. Oh right. He he <laughs> has he has a he has um he basically loses his mind. Uh, and then kind of a schizophrenia and then once he gets kissed he remembers who he is and he's able to help people (laughs) but then he also talks to his dead wife and the and she sometimes tickles him apparently apparently yeah oh i do have a a, a what the fuck moment okay so me and khan we're talking about the concept of eating being used in uh like 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 it's not interesting to us as opposed to like preparation or cooking we yeah, find it cook, interesting cooking is why like cooking and showcasing how things are prepared is actually used really often in uh cinema and is actually just a really cool focal point like, oh it's really cool i love yeah. when they when when they'll take their time and like oh let me make a potion real quick and then mm-hmm. you just watch them take some leaves and crush them up and then put right. some water in there and then they just pour it over the... I don't know why. There's it's some, super interesting. There's something mesmerizing about seeing the science being applied to something, right? And, and they then had you recreate that, it. Yeah. yeah. 
and then, then it just ends up as a cup of tea. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. fucking sweet cup of tea. But then there's eating. There's and the contrast. And the eating, we don't like that, but they'll use it for, like, you ever notice how the bad guys are monologuing? They're always eating shit. There was always shit on the side of their mouths. There's all sorts of weird things that go along with eating in cinema. I bet you that there can be a whole nother podcast about it. Just <laughs> eating. So here's my long-winded what-the-fuck moment. It seemed like all the bad guys were always eating some shit, okay? There was a scene where the dude breaks into, like, another hallway, and there's, like, four dudes sitting around eating rice, and apparently all of them had overstuffed their one. <laughs> yeah, one guy in particular had, like, I swear to God, he had, like, three steamed buns in his mouth. Like, and handfuls. Just, and he's like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> And like, then, okay, uh, <laughs> traditional punch to the jaw, rice flying at the camera, and then you got the big guy who's also got four mouthful, handfuls of rice in his mouth, and he's just like, fuck it, spits it out, and he's like, all right, let's go fight, bitch. That was a what the fuck moment is how much they which <laughs> leads they almost into, overused it, which led into mini fight mini boss fight one with like this guy eating this weird to he was straight up sucking on a tomato. Like that guy was, and then he like I don't know. This was like the world's juiciest, thickest tomato because right before the fight, he throws it over his shoulder like it's nothing, and it still makes a squish. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. He takes a bite of it. Yeah. Stands up, spits out the bite that he just took, and it's just like, bro, if you were gonna spit it out, why even take the the bite? Okay. It was. It was so. That that in particular was just the little bit of extra I didn't need. Oh, I was so confused. Super great, guys. My special, oh, you got another my, one. My special because I'm just gonna call her out for it. What the fuck moment was? Why did they make Jin so fucking useless? She really. They was. really made her into a useless character. Yeah. Other than for the fact that it somehow traumatizes Bruce Khan's character into like, I had a daughter once. Yeah. I'm here for revenge or <laughs> Yeah, she was kind of the plot driver. Um, but guys, go check out this movie on Netflix. It's called Revenger. It's a must watch. Um thank Definitely. You f- yeah, thank you for for listening to us. We are on Instagram at HSTSC thirty three. Follow us, tell your friends. Uh we're on Stitcher, Spotify, all your podcast apps, including iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Throw a movie recommendation, and we'll make sure to shout you out on the podcast. And make sure you give a thumbs up for this movie after you watch it. 100%. On Netflix. Keep it on Netflix. Make sure Netflix understands that we want more content like this. Hell yeah. And just, uh, you know, we appreciate their content. There's a good amount of content right now. Make sure you're following <laughs> our boy on his Twitch. This oh, is Khan. At Cookie Ninja Carve. Where he'll discuss many various subjects um, while playing video games. Such as eating while playing video games. Eating while being a villain in a video game that I have been playing. Eating while being a good guy in a video game. Which Not one? Not as much eating. <laughs> yeah, like, do bad guys, do you ever notice how they never use utensils when they eat, but good guys, 
they be using those utensils. That's a lie. That's a lie because if they're really maniacal, they only use utensils. Ooh, that's <laughs> even worse. But it would be something like stupid, like corn. No, no. using like a knife ear, and fork for ear. like a, on an ear and corn. Watch like, out. What? Cinnamon sin, cinnamon sins or somebody is gonna call you out. <laughs> we are hidden shadows of the secret chamber. Does a mall rat eat chili dogs? Peace. Peace.